Hello everybody and welcome to this week's official Everton podcast. Well, just before Christmas, I took the opportunity to catch up with Everton legend Dave Watson. He's now the academy coach up at Newcastle United. So when the first team played at St James Park before Christmas, Waggy and I sat down and had a good chat about his career. Dave, thanks for joining us. Let's go right back to the beginning. When you first joined Everton Football Club, did you have to consider the fact that you'd played for Liverpool before or was that not a consideration at all? No, it, it wasn't a consideration. I mean, you know, it was something that happened in my early, my early age in football. Um, yeah, I had played for Liverpool's younger teams and the reserves. Um, but, you know, when you get a phone call off Howard Kendall and um, they're showing a bit of interest in Everton, the way they were going at the time was fantastic. Um, no, it didn't take much thinking about it. It was, you know, more or less straight away. My mind was made up. And um, I made the trip up to meet Howard. Did Howard tell you that you'd go straight into the first team, or are you expecting to try and dislodge either Rats or Derek Manfield? No, there's no, you know, I think managers can't say this to players because there's not nothing guaranteed in football. Um, there was no promises. It was a case of, you know, I'm going up, I'm joining Everton, and I'm going to be part of a 20 man squad. Um, I was prepared to fight for my place. I knew, I knew I'd have to because of Rats and, and Derek. Um, but, you know, I, I got in a little bit quicker than I possibly thought of myself. That was an Everton team determined to wrestle the title back from Liverpool because we'd won it two years before. Liverpool did the double just before you joined us. Could you sense that determination to, to get back to the top? Yeah, I mean, as soon as, soon as you went into place, it was a winning mentality about the club. Um, you know, f from training on the first day, it was, it was some sort of really tough tackles going in and I'm thinking, you know, hang on a minute, you know, because... <laughs> Back at Norwich, it was take it easy because if we pick up any injuries, you know, we'll be short of numbers. Mm -hmm. But at Everton, it was very competitive. Um, people rarely moaning when things weren't going right, trying to get the best out of each other. And it was great. And, it, you know, that sort of, I had a bit of that in me anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but it certainly brought a lot more of it out of me. Yourself and Kevin Ratcliffe were probably just about the perfect central defensive partnership. There was a little bit of everything in there, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, with my pace and Kevin's <laughs> ball skills. Um, yeah, it was, I think, sort of, you know, we worked well together. Um, we we knew each other's strengths. Um, Kevin had tremendous pace. Um, I was more of a go-and-attack-the-ball, and Kevin would be sweeping around and picking up whatever, you know, whatever I missed. Um, but we had, yeah, a really good sort of good partnership on and off the pitch. Um, Kevin was a magnificent leader. Um, and, and, you know, for me to be playing alongside him and then eventually take over the captaincy from him, it was, there was an awful lot learned from working with Kevin. There was no discussion about who should go up for corners or free kicks between the two, <laughs> though, was there? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, Kevin very rarely went over the halfway line, didn't he? But, um, yeah, he, never, he wasn't renowned for scoring goals or, or anything like that, but what a great job he's done for the team. And what a place to win the league title as well, Carrow Road. Yeah, amazing how things happen. Um, it was a fantastic trip, um, you know, coming away after, after being at Norwich for five years, I had a fantastic time there, um, I was very sort of popular with the fans, uh, captain of the club for long periods, and then to actually go back there and win the championship with Everton, it was um, a little bit of a, a dream come true as they say. But yeah, magnificent uh, and a magnificent trip home as well. It was, uh, <laughs> it was like one of the longest coach trips, about five or six hours. And um, we had one or two drinks on the bus and always remember sort of getting to, to Belfield and, and uh, the bus stopped and Howard shouted, let's go round again. <laughs> <laughs> magnificent it was. But, um, that was when Terry Darricott was on the radio, wasn't it? Yeah, Terry, Terry was on uh, Champions Radio. Terry was the disc jockey all the way home. 
He was a big part of it, wasn't he, Terry? Terry it was magnificent with the players. You know, we always knew when to sort of say the right things. You'd get some players who'd be a little bit down and he'd sort of get the best out of them. And you'd get other players who were looking a bit cocky and Terry would bring them down to earth. Mm. They had a real good balance between them. You know, um, Terry, Colin, Howard, great, um, great backroom staff. Was it a bit of a blow for you when Howard went to Bilbao? Um, it was a bit of a blow for the club. It was a, yeah, a blow for me, but... It was a it was a major blow for the football club really, um, and one or two of the players were leaving, and um, Trevor Trevor and Gary Stevens sort of left, um, and it, it seemed to be falling apart when that happened. But you know Howard has his um, his reasons for going, and it's not many you don't get many opportunities to go and manage you know a really good club abroad, and that was his decision, and things move on, um, and as a football club you know Ever- Everton always will kick on. Yeah, we moved along. When Colin took over, Colin was a little bit unlucky, but early 90s, it started to unravel a bit, didn't it? Yeah, it was, um, you know, everyone was willing Colin to do well because Colin had been a magnificent coach at the football club for for a number of years, you know, under Howard. Um, And then when Colin stepped up, um, Colin brought, you know, a number of players in. um, And and it took a little bit of time for these players to gel um, and for the team to get going again. Uh, we we done all right, you know. We we got to the cup final, and you know we we had a good go in the league, but um, it just didn't work out, you know, for Colin. Um, and that's the way it goes sometimes in football. Let's just push ahead then to May 1994, when we went two nil down against Wimbledon. Did you think to yourself, we're not coming back from this? Uh, to be fair, like I knew it was going to be, I knew it was going to be tough. And yes, at two nil down, you're thinking, you know, mm-hmm. we, we're going to have to do something special here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you never stop leaving. Honestly, in football, I've been been in it so many years now and so many situations where I've thought, oh, this is going to be a tough one. And something happens, someone might get sent off, the referee gives a dodgy decision, something changes in the game, and then it just the momentum changes. And by us getting a goal at a key time, just before half-time, that was that was the signal for us that we, we'll get back in this and we, we'll go, go on and win it. Well, we had to, we had to win it, so it was... It was, you know, let's go for it. What were you feeling at the final whistle, Dave? Mixture of everything, um, relief. It, yeah, it was like you, you'd feel quite embarrassed celebrating, really, because you know we were down at the bottom of the league. We was, you know, and it's not like a, a great position to be in. Um, so when you, we we should have won the game, you know, we shouldn't have been in these positions. But in football, it does happen. And you have to just adapt to what to what's happening at that time. We had to get out of the uh, the bottom three, and and we done it. It was it was a relief more than a celebration. It was you know, and certainly as captain of the team, Everton being in the top flight for the the number of years that they have, um, you know, I I did feel an awful lot more responsibility. Um, so yeah, when the final whistle went, it was a relief rather than you know yeah. a big celebration as such. Um, we did have a little celebration in the evening, but but yeah, relief more than actually celebrating. What was the spark that Joe Royal and Willie Donachie bought? I think the spark with Joe and Willie, um, they came in at the right time because they just come in when Mike Walker had been at the club, mm. um, and you know as as hard as Mike tried, things didn't work out. Um, so you know Mike moved on, and Joe came in, and and with Joe already being a legend at the football club. Um, it it just it sparked. Joe's got a presence. When Joe walks into the room, 
he's got a, a great smile and face, um, he's got the personality to sort of get the best out of the players and that's his strength. And then he had a magnificent coach in Willie Donachie mm. who took no nonsense from anyone and told you how things were. Um, and the, the combination of, of coming in at the right time after the lads had been a little bit um, under the weather, as to say, yeah. under Mike. You've already lost in an FA Cup final. Then we've got Manchester United in 1995, which was a, a terrific performance, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It had to be. It had to be a terrific performance. You know, if you're, if you're playing Manchester United in a cup final, one off, you've got it. You've got to perform. It's no okay. It's no um, no use sitting in the dressing room thinking, "I hope I play well today." Mm. You, you don't hope. You know, you're going to play well, and this is what you do. And and that was the mentality we had. Um, we'd heard so much about it. It was just a case of Manchester United turning up, which um, gave us more motivation for the game. And and we were ready for it. We had a we had a team of of hard working players, um, and and the right amount of ability in the team as well. We had a good mixture of that, and and that's what got us through on the day. But but the, the mentality of winning the game um, was fantastic, and the discipline the players kept for doing their jobs on the pitch in that on that day was tremendous. Was that mentality fed by the fact that we were absolutely outstanding in the semi-final against Tottenham? Did that help on on cup final day itself? Yeah, yeah I suppose it did. Because, you know, I mean, go, going through the competition, the first round, we got battered off Bristol City. Mm. So, you know, we never got off to a good start. And then you say we, we got Tottenham in the semi-finals and, you know, no one gives us a chance. Um, and we put in a magnificent performance, uh, team performance, it really was. Um, and then, you know, it doesn't come any tougher than Manchester United in the final. But yet the mentality was there, but you know, the manager installs these things. Mm. Um, the manager gives you the confidence. The coach will, will tell you, you know, what you need to be doing. He'll, he'll give you your responsibilities. And, and you've got to believe these people. Um, but if you start to get good information and things aren't working out, that's where it becomes a little bit mixed. Joe had a great presence, as I said. Uh, players wanted to play for him. And... Um, and that's what happened. The team spirit was was second to none. Let's press the fast forward button again, Dave. When Joe left, you were pressed into caretaker manager role. Yeah. Did you get the chance to enjoy that, or was it just too hectic? Was there too much pressure? You know what? It was it was a really proud moment. And um, <coughs> when Peter Johnson rang me up and said, "You know, would you take over the club?" Did he mean and seven seven games? I think it was six or seven games. Um, and, and I've said, of course I would. You know, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't take over the club? And then I put the phone down and I looked at the fixtures, what we had left. <laughs> and we had some really tough fixtures yeah, left, yeah. didn't we? Um, and he said, you know, we need we need at least four points. And I thought, four points, seven games. And then mm. went through the fixtures and I'm thinking, what have I let myself in, in four here? But I loved it. I loved the responsibility of um, of being in charge. Um, Willie stayed on coaching with us, so I had Willie's experience alongside me, um, and and I think we we got the best out of the lads. You know, it's, you're at a stage of the season where you're not going to be bringing any players in. Mm. Um, this is what we've got, and and the players realised that, um, and we you know we scraped enough points to to come through, and and made sure that um, you know we we stayed well stayed in the division was all right, but we got enough points to stay up there. Yeah. Just bring us right bang up to date then, Dave. Uh, bang up to date, I've been up in Newcastle now for six years and I'm coaching the under-18s. Um, it's, it's absolutely magnificent. You've got you know young kids trying to kid the kids who's kidded the kid. Um, <laughs> the, 
they try everything on, and it's great. It's a great, great atmosphere about the place where. Great club, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Magnificent club, you know, lots of similarities to Merseyside with the passion, the support they get. Um, they're unbelievable up here. You know, you look at in the championship, we're getting fifty odd thousand people. Um, so yeah, it's it's got a great appetite for football up here, and and you know certainly at the academy level, you know we we come across the Everton Everton lads twice a year, obviously, um, and, and you know we have some good ding dongs with them, and it's always good to see the coaching staff when you go back. Um, yeah, so I'm really enjoying it, and it, it's been a, a magnificent experience. Just finally, Dave, last question: You still look as if you could play. Do you still miss playing? Um, I don't miss playing. Um, I loved it. Um, I loved my career. I give everything I could. Wholehearted performances, week in, week out. And I got to the stage, come 37, 36, 37. It was getting tough. And, you know, Wendy was really quick players about it. I did struggle. And it became a bit of a stress situation, you know, dealing with it. Um, and, and the time was right. So, so when I packed in, um, it was something that I enjoyed, loved it, loved it as a career. But I couldn't have done any more. Um, so, you know, I, I've come out of the game, I've held my hands up and said, listen, I've, I've had a right good bash. I'm 30, 38, whatever it was when I packed in. Um, I've had a, a great career, being at a magnificent football club, you know, for 14, 15 years, whatever it was, um, and loved every minute of it. The ups and downs, both, you know, it's all experience, and, and I'm better for that. <laughs>